once upon a time, in a world with faith and fairness, there was something hidden. Down the boundary! He's gonna go! Pitch on the way for Mikulacic. Swing and a miss! Mikulacic gets the strikeout! And for the first time in school history, the Bearcats are going to the Super Regionals! Get ready for a next level show. Hello and welcome to Chasing the Cup. I'm your host, Jason Barfield. It's been a while. We haven't had a podcast in a while. It's been a really busy spring for the Bearcats. 17 sports have been in action, including football, and they have been playing well this spring. The Bearcats are 7-0. They take on North Dakota State in the FCS playoff quarterfinals at Bauer Stadium Sunday at 2 o'clock. So we're going to do something a little bit different for the podcast. For this week's show, we're going to give you the audio of Casey Keeler's press conference. He met with reporters via Zoom from both North Dakota and Houston local media answered questions about this week's game. So we're going to give you the audio of that here in just a moment, right here on Chasing the Cup. Hey, Bearcats, take your membership on the go by downloading the Sam Houston State University Alumni Cat app today. Not a member yet? Join the Sam Houston Alumni Association or renew in seconds to enjoy exclusive national benefits on dining, entertainment, and much more. Now that you're in, Take some time to explore your exclusive member benefits, read the latest edition of Heritage Magazine, or find an alumni event near you. Click on our travel tile to sign up and explore the globe with our traveling Bearcats, or stay connected to alumni in your area as you take your membership everywhere. Come hang out with the Alumni Association as we tailgate some of the biggest games of the year by showing your alumni member card that is now in the palm of your hand. Download the SHSU Alumni Cat app today in the iTunes or Google Play Store or visit shsu.edu slash cat app. Eat them up, cats. And welcome back to Chasing the Cup. Jason Barfield here. And as we mentioned, Casey Keeler, head football coach for the Bearcats, met with the media this week it was a zoom press conference you had media from north dakota on there local media from huntsville houston bryan college station all on there asking questions so here is casey keeler's press conference with the media this week go ahead and let coach keeler give just an opening thoughts on if there's anything to wrap up from this last week against monmouth then obviously opening thoughts on on this week against north dakota state and then we will take questions so coach keeler whenever you're ready yeah, 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 no, after that game, I um, I felt they were one of the best coach teams we played all season. And I texted their quarterback coach, TJ Demuzio, who played for me and coached with me. And that's what I told him. I said, I thought you guys did a great job, you know, brilliant going for two after that long drive and we were worn out. And, uh, you know, it was a great job on their end. You know, we were up 21, probably should have been up 28. And that one drive really sort of set the tone for the rest of the game. And we were scrambling there at the end. And we made a play. And that's kind of been this team, though. You know, we had to make a play against Southeast Louisiana. And so I think we have confidence that if we have to make a play, we can make that play. Um, It was great to see Eric Schmidt out there running around full speed. You know, got a little nicked in that Incarnate Word game. Uh, And last week at this time, you know, he was not taking all the snaps. Uh, Just a musculature thing. It was nothing uh, more serious than that. But you could see in some of the balls he threw 
uh, in the game on Saturday that, uh, you know, he didn't have everything on it. Uh, a ball that he normally throws, I mean, you watch that tape, I mean, he's, he's like getting, trying to get everything into it and barely gets it to Ife. But uh, good to see him out there today, just winging the ball around, looked great. Um, so that gives us a lot of confidence, you know, going into, you know, I mean, we're playing the best team in the country. I mean, they're defending national champions. I mean, you talk about respect. No one respects them more than we do. When we talk about the great programs, we talk about Mount Union, we talk about Alabama, we talk about North Dakota State. And, um, you know, we, we appreciate what they've done. I mean, I do this for a living. I know how hard it is to do what they've done. And uh, we're really excited to, to play them. So, um, yeah, kids, kids, uh, we had a good workout this morning. And looking forward uh, to uh, playing uh, Sunday on, on national television. All right, let's start with questions and uh, let's go back to Josh from Huntsville Adam. Hey, Coach. Yeah, you know, game on ESPN, I, I think first time on the main ESPN channel, you know, since you got here, you know, for y'all, how big of an opportunity is this for the program to kind of show the country what y'all are about? Yeah, there's going to be a great crowd out there, with, even with COVID, you know, with the limitations and those kind of things. And, you know, this team is just – you know, we've talked about this to nauseam, but all the things that they've had to go through, I mean, everyone's going through COVID, but I don't think anyone's had a whole season without a locker room. I mean, I don't think everyone, anyone's had a whole season where our kids, they wash their own clothes. I mean, that's just the world we're living in right now. And I made a commitment to Bobby Williams, whatever it was going to take, we, we would do to get, you know, uh, that facility redone uh, for, for the summer. So uh, it's just nice that these guys get a chance to um, reap some of the benefits of winning ball games. And uh, it's a great group. And, and, you know, I'm excited they get a chance to play in a big ball game against an unbelievable opponent uh, on national television. And, you know, looking ahead to North Dakota State, you know, you all have done a tremendous job stop, stopping the run all season, stop some of the top rushing attacks in the country. But this is really kind of the first, you know, power, we're going to run it downhill all game at you, you know, type of offense that you've seen, you know, do y'all change your approach at all? Or do you just kind of keep doing what's, you know, led y'all to this point? You want me to draw up the game plan behind me? Um, yeah, you know what? Um, they're different. We're blessed to have the extra day. It's almost running against, it's almost like going up against a triple option offense in that what they do is unique. We don't see it in our league. And, you know, it's the kind of players they get I mean, every single offensive lineman they have would be all conference in our league and any other league, you know, in, in FCS. And uh, the running backs do such a great job. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we, we, we talk as a staff about they do a great job of teaching because when you watch year in and year out, the players are making the same reads that the guys the year before and the year before and the year before that made. And so they do such a great job of teaching. They have a great system. Um, so... It's different. Yeah, you're playing You're playing a, a different style of offense, you know, so it's tough to get run numbers because in our league, we have some pretty good running backs in our league. We don't have offensive lines like this in our league. And, uh, you know, guys, you know, winging around our league and I'll match up our quarterbacks in this in the Southland Conference versus anybody. I'll match up our wide receivers versus anybody. I'll match up, um, you know, uh, the skill kids. But when it comes to the guys up front, O lineman, D lineman, they're just a different animal. And that's what makes them so challenging. Brian, Sean. You know, Casey, I know your your defensive line, uh, you've really done a 
uh, spent a lot of time building that group and trying to build some depth behind that. How critical is that to have guys that can multiple guys that can play reps in a game like this, where you just know there's going to the potential for an eight to 10 play drive time after time after time. Yeah. We, we built this team offensively and defensively to play James Madison, to play North Dakota state. If you, if you watch us now, we're not that up-tempo play a million miles an hour offense anymore. There's a reason why. We felt, you know, that was great. If, if you're worried, if, you, if you're just worried about, you know, how many points you can score, then, you know, let's do that. But when you get in those games where playing fast doesn't really affect, because they're so well coached, you know, it doesn't really affect them that much. They just limit their menu and the amount they limit their menu doesn't really affect them too much. Um, you have to, you have to build yourself a little differently. We went and got some guys, we thought some bigger bodies up front. And we've been blessed. I mean, you don't always make the, the right decisions, but you know, Sean Mustin, um, Joe Wallace, uh, Trace Mascara, Jahari Kurt, and those guys are great football players. I mean, I got four really, really good ones up there. Javon Leon, you add in, who was first team all conference. I didn't even mention him, he's first team all conference. Um, and we have a couple other guys that fit in too. So, you know, we're built to try to match up against what we see in North Dakota State. And so that would be the interesting part, you know, how good a job we did. We have a real physical linebacker, Quentin Brown, who's exactly what you want to play with when you play against, um, you know, someone like North Dakota State. Trevor Williams is a little different, but Trevor does such a great job, you know, being in the right position, avoiding blocks, um, you know, and, and in a full season, Trevor would probably have 150 tackles because he's all over the field. So I think our front six or seven, you know, I think it's going to be a great matchup and it's going to be, we're going to be tested, but I think we have the kind of kids that can, you know, we should feel good going in this game that we have a chance. John Wilson. Coach, how big is it that you finally have an opportunity to play a postseason game against this program in Huntsville? Well, you know, I mean, I think like I'm like 28 no or something. The reason I know that's because I think I told uh, Ben to put that out there that I'm 28 no at home games. And, and I mean, it's not to put any pressure on trying to go 29, but the point is when you play in the playoffs, a lot of times like having the home field advantage is, is critical because there's so much that goes on for a playoff game. It's like, okay, where are we going to stay? Well, if this was a normal game that we had scheduled, we would have had this worked out a year ago. You know, what's our schedule going to be? When do we want to travel? What time's the game? Okay, we're going to go Thursday. We're going to go Friday. I mean, just all those kind of things now are taken off your plate. So, and especially when you're starting to get late in the season and you're worried about finals and those kind of things, and, you know, because then you're dealing with, well, we're leaving and you have to tell the professor you can't make the final. So um, I just think there's an advantage of being at home. Obviously, you know, Bowers has been very good to us and been very good to this, uh, to this program. Uh, so, you know, but... These guys have won a lot of big ball games outdoors. I think about all the national championships just up the road. So it's not like, hey, we have it Huntsville. Let's, uh, you know, let's start the Mardi Gras. No, it's, it's, it's nice to have them at home, but um, you know, they tra they've, they've traveled well. If you look at the wins they have on the road, there's a whole bunch of national championships that they've had have in Texas. With the respect that you talked about you have for their program, what would a win over North Dakota State mean for your program? Yeah, you know, I had a very similar situation when I when I was at Rowan. We played Mount Union, broke the longest win streak in the history of college football, and I can remember, you know, just the the experience with the players. And um, you know, Larry Karras is is a is a dear friend, and you know, he beat me in a bunch of national championships. 
um, <laughs> before. And uh, it was just so cool for him to just uh, just congratulate me. And, and my dad came out, God bless his soul. And Larry spent five minutes talking to my dad about how proud he should be of me. And we just broke the longest century in the history of college football. <laughs> when you have that much success, you know, there's great reverence that goes along with that. And it's the same thing we feel about the North Dakota State program. We're, we're excited that we get a chance to play them because we want to see how good we are. We know that they're the best team in the country. Until someone is crowned national champions, they're the best team in the country. And that's kind of how we see it. And that's why I think we're so excited to play the game that, you know, there is tremendous respect and, um, you know, we, we know what we're getting. Thank you. Jeff Kolpak. It's Jeff Kolpak at the Forum newspaper in Fargo. Um, it's going to be north of 80 degrees there, and you're facing a team that hasn't played outside yet this season or even practice outside. Is there an advantage there for you guys? Oh, there's always an advantage, you know, when you play at home. And there's always advantage when, you, you know, and as opposed to, I think it might drizzle in the morning and probably get, you know, might even get humid. And, you know, I'll tell you a quick story. I first got here uh, and uh, one of my buddies, John Perry, became the uh, wide receiver coach for the Texans. And so we got the wives together for lunch um, in May. And, and John said to me, does everyone ask you about like, is this your first summer? And I, yeah, everyone asks me. And they kind of giggle after they, they find out this is my first summer. Like you can't explain the weather here. You just can't explain it. You know, like once it gets to June, it's like if you're outside after 10 o'clock, I mean, it can get pretty brutal. And that weather starts coming, you know, and it comes in spots. It's going to be a warm day on Saturday. And, and the way our stadium set up is that at two o'clock, the sun's going to be right in there in their face. Um, and it's going to be that way the entire time. It's going to be to our back as I start going down. I think there's a reason why we've had a 21 and 23 game win streak in the last 10 years. Um, there is an advantage playing at our place. And especially those games, you know, afternoon where you're going those two, three, four o'clock games, that sun kind of beats down on guys, uh, especially in September, you know, early October. So will it be an advantage? I don't know. I know this. I know they have a phenomenal strength and conditioning program. I mean, phenomenal. I mean, they're like the standard everyone wants to have. And so, you know, I, I, I think people mentally think this is going to be a big thing. These guys have won a lot of ball games in a lot of situations. I think, you know, that's going to be a little bit less than people, you know, take into account. Can I deviate from this game for a second and ask you what you think, what are you looking forward to to the WAC? Uh, yeah, you know, I think it's going to be a great conference. I, I really do. I think there's going to be some challenges the first year, and we've already kind of figured out those challenges where we've had to bring in Jacksonville State and Central Arkansas and, and Eastern Kentucky to play, you know, and, and make that like a super conference for – but, you know, bringing Southern Utah in and, and the like-minded schools that we have, Tarleton has a great facility. Lamar has a great facility. Abilene Christian has a great facility. We're now redoing our facility. I think they have some people that are committed to, um, to having a great FCS, you know, league. I know we're going to look at going FBS. Me, you know, whatever, whatever my boss tells me to do, we're going to do. I love FCS football. I love anywhere that you can win a championship. I think it's the coolest thing. Everyone always asks me, like, why didn't North Dakota State go Division One? I? I go, why would they? Why would they? It makes no sense. I mean, they are great. Their fan base is amazing. Like, like, why just be another team in you know a conference that people even forget what their name is? You know, so um, unless the Big Ten is going to take them, and then they probably have to have a discussion. But 
you know, I, I, I love FCS football. Uh, I think the chance to win a national championship in, in this kind of format is awesome. And, um, you know, again, uh, I think the WAS can be good to us, and I think it was a good move. Is that commitment the number one reason uh, you, you teams collectively are making this move? I think there's a lot of reasons. I know this. I know Bobby's been doing this a lot longer than I've been with the Southland Conference. I think our whole thing was trying to figure out, like, what's going to be the best fit for us. And I think he felt that was the best fit. And quite honestly, when he had the discussion with me, I was like, listen, I mean, that's the great thing about having a, uh, an athletic director who's been a college football coach for 17 years. You know, he, he has it all figured out. And I love that he comes to me and, and, you know, keeps me informed and wants my opinion. But at the end of the day, I was like, listen, we, we're doing with COVID. We're dealing with not having a locker room. We're dealing with, you know, we, we, we were very, you know, I have a lot of black players. We, we talked a lot about racial injustice. We put together an entire uh, racial injustice education program. We also have the number one criminal justice school in America. So we also worked on with those kind of things too. So um, we had a lot of, on our plate. So to me, Bobby, whatever you tell me, you know, you want to do, let's, let's do it. And uh, like I said, I think at the end of the day, it's going to be good for our, for our institution. Okay, great. Thanks for the time. And Ben, we may need some serious hydration in the press box. Game time. We, we've got, we, we'll take requests, but we will have, uh, we will have some options. And when you walk in that press box, you just walked into our offensive staff room. That's where we meet and there's no area to meet in. I mean, so that's kind of unique what we have going too. You know, we have an offensive staff that meets in the, the press box, the defensive staff that meets in old bank building. And we lost our offensive line coach and defensive line coach within three weeks of the season starting. So these kids have been amazing. Our first game, really hot, humid uh, evening game against Southeast Louisiana. There's no air conditioning. It broke down in our weight room. And we walk straight up the stairs. There's no way to get up except going straight up the stairs. Uh, and our kids are sweating as they're putting their equipment on. And I didn't hear boo because what we've gone through to just to play a football game, that's been the coolest thing about this entire thing. It's just seeing the price that our guys have paid to play a football game. And that's all they want to do is just get a chance to play a football game. So uh, I, in, in many ways, this has been one of the most rewarding seasons of my life because I see how important this, this game is to them. And it's pretty cool to be part of it. All right. Thank you. Let's go with Mike Lucas. Hey, Coach, you talked before the season when you guys decided to play in the spring instead of the fall about playing for a championship and these type of games, and especially North Dakota State and James Madison, these type of opponents. So now that it's kind of here, does it feel like this was the right decision to make? You know, I thought the decision became very easy when the NCAA just said we're going to have a national championship in the spring. And Bobby felt the same way. I mean, there's a lot of institutions decide they're going to take, go take money games. That was not our mindset at all. And not that everyone's budgets are just totally whacked right now because not having, you know, March Madness uh, from the year before. But our institution was, you know what? There's a championship involved. That's where we should be. It's just like next year. Right now we have 10 games. We think playing this late in the year is really difficult on the body and then having a short summer and having another season so we've scheduled 10 games into two, uh, two buys. So I, I'm, I'm working with people here that put our student athletes first. You know, everyone has, a, everyone has budgets. We all have budgets. We all get that. But, you know, when you, again, blessed to have an athletic director for 17 years as a college football coach, and he's seen the same thing I'm seeing. There's a lot of wear and tear on these kids. And you know what? It's going to be a short summer and then right back into another season. 
I think we're better off playing 10 games. That's a fun, that's a financial, you know, hardship. You know, we didn't pick up a division one game. We decided that we were going to go 10 games. So, you know, like I said, there, there's so many pluses about the way we run things here. And when you have a boss who's done what you're, what you've done for 17 years, it makes things a lot easier. And then lastly, uh, you know, you had a little bit of inconsistency offensively last week against Monmouth. How do you try and string together a more complete offensive game for 60 minutes against the defense? Yeah, you, you know, uh, I think, you know, Jaquez missing the double pass and we're going to go up 21. And so eventually it's going to be 28 nothing. I mean, as I try to explain to our players, you know, at one play can change an entire game. You know, you just one play because it leads to the next play, leads to the next play and leads to the next play. The end of the game, they had 44 plays to R7. They, they converted on 11 third and fourth downs. We converted on zero. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, zero. Zero third and fourth downs. We had one first down. Um, you can't do that. And you could see how they complimented. They kept us off the field. We got stale. So uh, as we told our guys, what we just saw on, on Saturday, you're going to see a much, much better version, the best version in the country on Sunday. Uh, guys who don't make mistakes. Guys who, you know, if they're supposed to, you know, hit the B gap on a blitz, that linebacker is going to be in the B, B gap. You know, they, they're just so fundamentally sound also. They're great tacklers. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, our, again, we're so thrilled to get a chance to play a great program like this. Then you, you see where you are as a program, you know. Thank you, Coach. Let's go with Corey Hogue. Hey, Coach, I got a couple questions for you. First, do you have uh, an injury update on uh, Zion and uh, Anderson from last week? Yep, Zion will be full speed tomorrow, uh, very minor. Um, so actually the extra day helps us a little bit. Um, he practiced today in a blue jersey. He will be full speed tomorrow. Uh, Ellie practiced today. Um, you know, hopefully it's going to get better and better as the week goes on. So for the most part, injury-wise, you know, we're probably in the same position North Dakota State is. You know, we're just a little banged up in the O-line. I think they're a little banged up in the O-line. Uh, have a couple of Knicks here or there. They have a couple of Knicks here or there. So I think it'll be pretty comparable. And the other question, it, they're focusing your defense, their offense, and naturally so. But how important is it going to be for your offense to sustain drives, stay on the field, and not allow them so much time to kind of keep your defense on the field? You got to get first downs. And when you have those opportunities to get touchdowns, you know, like I said, the double pass was so wide open that, you know, I probably could have thrown it. And Jaquez had hit it every single time. Like I almost wanted him not to hit one in practice because he hit it every single time in practice. You get an opportunity to, to, to make a play like that, you know, you have to make that play against these guys because you're only get so many opportunities. So, but we, we, we know, we, we know that we need to, you know, keep their offense off the field a little bit and our defense off the field a little bit, uh, just so that we don't get in a situation like we did against Mount, um, against Monmouth where, you know, they get a drive and then we're three and out. They get another drive and then we're three and out. You look at our defensive kids and the heart that those guys have and, and the way they, you know, got to fourth and nine and made, made the play. I mean, you don't want to have to do that. But in many ways, when you do that, I think it just builds so much confidence. Um, so, yeah, you know, we, we, we definitely need to, uh, to, to generate some first downs. If it's not touchdowns, we got to get some first downs. Awesome. Thank you, Coach. Yep. Jason Cohen. 
Hey, uh, Jason Cohen, Texas Monthly. Um, hey, Jason. You talk, you've talked about, uh, well, you've talked about how it's good that you don't have to leave Texas, and you just talked about how you, you've been building to play the James Madisons in North Dakota states of the world, but uh, are, were you taken aback to actually see them on this side of the bracket initially? You know, it didn't phase me because the way we live our life, to us, brackets are for your families, your professors, your girlfriends, for the media. For us, it was a one-game schedule was Mammoth. So as I'm watching the games coming down, I know who the, the five possible games might be. And I said, they're going to give us Monmouth. And the reason I knew that or thought that, because I thought that was the toughest matchup of everyone who would possibly could come our way. And I was right. We got the number, the number two seed at the number 10 ranked team in the country. How does that make any sense? We knew they were pretty good. And, but beyond that, we didn't, I don't let our kids have brackets. We don't talk about anything other than that. It's just like after the game is like, Hey, great win. We'll just beat number 10 in the country. Someone else is going to come to Texas. Let's figure out who that's going to be in the next four or five hours. And that's kind of how we handle things. So we don't really make a big deal about, you know, who's on our side of the bracket. But now that it's North Dakota State, it's it's exciting because, again, you're playing the, the defending national champions. And, you know, you get a chance to get them at home. That's, we're excited about that. And um, it was discussed earlier that only there's only four guys who are actually there in 2017. But d does the past history mean anything? The, the 2014 and 2017 games? Well, yeah. And they, we, you know, uh, some guy named Fritz lost two national championships to them also. We really did a great job here and got them to the national championship game. And, you know, so those losses are bittersweet. You know, anytime you lose a national championship, I lost it in 2010 to Eastern Washington. You know, those games are really hard. It's like such a, such a, such a reward for the players that you got to the national championship, but it's so, it's so disappointing because, you know, being number two is not even close to being number one. It's just not. And it was a great run, but having that ring forever, I got, I got mine on right here for my 2003. And I, I show my players this and I go, I know how hard it is to do this. I won a national championship as a player and as a coach, <laughs> I, I, it's really, really hard. And for them to have many, as many as they have had, it's just really amazing. It really is. So uh, I know this. I know our kids are excited to play them. And we, we have no, we're not delusional. We know how good they are. And do you have a sense of this stage being bigger because it's spring, because it's national television, whether it's for fans or for, for recruiting? Yeah, I was joking with the guys about how, you know, I might have to watch my diet this week maybe wear black on the sideline because we're on ESPN it's, and I'm just having fun with them. You know, I can't get my guys nervous. That's not who they are. I mean, some teams you can, my, my guys, you can't, it's just, you know, I know their personalities, um, but it, it is nice to have, you know, that recognition in that stage. Uh, but quite honestly, as soon as we get to game day, it's going to be all about playing them and they'll have your attention pretty quickly. They really will. They, they play violently. You know, when you watch them, it's like watching the old Nebraska Cornhuskers. That's who you're watching. They just play so violently. And, uh, you know, it's, it's easy to see on tape. So, again, there's great respect there, and we're excited about the ballgame. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Reminder, Sunday, 2 o'clock, Bearcats versus Bison playing for a spot in the FCS semifinals. Hopefully you're there cheering for the Bearcats. If you're not, the game will be on ESPN, and then hopefully we can have you in the house for a Bearcat semifinal next weekend back here at Bauer Stadium. If you like what you're hearing from us this year, be sure and rate and review the show. If you're not subscribing to Chasing the Cup, 
You can do so on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Chasing the Cup is recorded in the Bearcat Sports Network studios in the new Wood Forest Athletic Center. This week's episode was written and produced by Jason Barfield. Broadcast calls are courtesy ESPN. The songs Hot Shot and Clear Progress are courtesy ScottHolmesMusic.com. This has been a presentation of the Bearcat Sports Network.